Welcome to the FinGen Show, and thanks for being with us today. I'm delighted to have our guest today. I'm your host, Ferris Alami, and is it uh, Roxana, right? Correct. Okay. Thanks for being with us, and appreciate you making the time. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. So my normal question is, who's Roxana? What do you do? (laughs) Of course, I'm happy to share an introduction. Um, I'm a full-time freelance journalist, editor, and writer. I'm based here in uh, Los Angeles, California. Uh, My background's a little uh, different from most folks. I was born and raised partly in India, partly in Oman, Uh, made my way here to the U.S. in 2006, Um, and I've been working here ever since. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, that's a whole nother episode for that. <laughs> maybe episodes. <laughs> that's a yes. whole nother journey that we could talk about. Of course. So I would love to hear. So what are you doing now? What's your business? Um, right now, I work uh, on sort of two different levels, I would say. One is definitely as a journalist for media publications, um, both online and print. Um, and then the other is more on communications um, that's, and marketing that would be more for businesses and corporate clients. So that would be anything from like newsletters and blogs and websites to um, internal communications. Um, and then, of course, I have my own website and magazine as well. It's called Traveler and Tourist. Um, it's a monthly publication that I put out um, on my own. So those are a few things I work on. Just a few small things, right? Few small things, you know, <laughs> just to keep the wheels going. <laughs> just kidding. So why did you why did you start doing it to your own? Why 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 did you start a business? Um, starting the business actually came about with a couple of different factors. Uh, one of them, the prime factor being the 2008 um, recession. Um, that is around when I was looking for a job, when I could officially look for a job in the U.S. Um, after getting all my paperwork in place. And it just so happened that no one was hiring at that time. So what I ended up doing was picking up a couple of small different gigs that I could do through the week, trying to figure out where is the need and where will people hire. Um, And in the process, I ended up picking up uh, doing freelance writing. And of all the different things that I was trying, it was freelance writing that kind of sustained through the next two or three years. And so when things picked up again, it automatically became something that I chose to continue doing. So it kind of came from, from around there. But of course, if you're not good at what you do, you're, you're very quickly going to find out that you can't really sustain it. So for me, I loved working with words and this was a business that picked up for me. So I kind of chose to stick with that. Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times people think entrepreneurs choose that route. Sometimes you're forced to it. Uh, I, I happen to be one of the similar scenario where I was forced to be an entrepreneur. It wasn't really a choice. <laughs> yes. And there's a lot of fine tuning that happens too. You think that there's certain things that work, you kind of tweak and tweak, and then you figure out where your little niche is and where you can um, make the most difference, I guess. Yeah. Love it. And what made you decide to start this travel magazine? Oh, the travel magazine honestly was uh, a place to have my own voice, but not have a website because everyone has travel websites. I was trying to do something a little different. So I do have a base as a travel website. So you can go to travelandtourist.com. You'll see a blog post there. But I do the magazine um, really honestly to have more of a flip magazine format that goes at a monthly basis that can have a regular subscriber base. Um, and honestly, another reason is really there aren't many women of color out there publishing um, a monthly travel magazine. Um, and I wanted to cover all outlooks. Um, I did not want it to be restricted by what a certain target audience reads or what a certain um, advertising clientele will want the magazine to be. Um, So if you look at the magazine, it's actually entirely self-funded at this point. There are no advertising uh, distractions. (laughs) Um, It's entirely completely 
travel and lifestyle news that I find interesting, maybe that others are not covering that I want my audience to read. Yeah, thank you for sharing. I and mean, I also saw that you have a special recipe of some type, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, it's, it's on there. It's on, yeah, it's on the website. The salad yeah. recipe, is that what it was? I'm trying to remember. Yes, the salad recipe book. Yep. And that's I, that's something that happened during the, the pandemic. I, I was sharing recipes. People were sharing interest in it online. And I said, you know what? This is something that I do as part of my, my lifestyle, living and working from home. I was doing that before the pandemic too. Um, and so it just made more sense to share that at that time. So it's, it's had a, it had a, a good uh, response. People have been downloading the book, so. That's awesome. Well, yeah. congratulations. It sounds like so <laughs> many wonderful things. Uh, one question I'd like to usually ask before we take a break is, you know, one of the things that as an entrepreneur, you know this, uh, uh, Roxana, is ups and downs, right? Sometimes mm -hmm. up and down the same moments, sometimes there are different times, sometimes, you get a big contract and you're like, well, what, how am I going to do it? Or the other way around, you lose a big contract. Now you're like, what do I do now? Uh, I'd love to hear maybe just one of your down moments uh, that you felt the world is ending. What are you going to do now? Um, I think the biggest one for me was, and I'll try to keep this as short as possible, was having a uh, physical injury a few years ago that had me out of commission for a good six months um, and sort of a catch-22 situation because I wasn't in a place where I could work, but I needed the money. And I needed the money, but I couldn't do good work. <laughs> and eventually it did take its toll on me. I ended up with a lot of uh, burnout and, and honestly depression, uh, knowing that I can do a better job and I could see clients stop giving me work, which is a good sign to know that you're not doing your full potential. So um, I would say that was one of my lowest, lowest lows that I ever came across. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm glad to see you recovering. Uh, and, you know, also people, entrepreneurship, you just, it's not a matter of uh, whether you're going to get knocked down or not. It's just a matter of how often can you keep going up. <laughs> Absolutely true. Absolutely true. Because <laughs> it's just, you're going to keep getting knocking down whether you like it or not. So well, let's take a break and we'll be right back to learn more. Thanks, Roxana, for being with us. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back, everyone. Thanks for being here, Roxana. This is a, what, what an interesting story uh, and the journey that you've taken from India to Oman to here and then all the things that you've done personally. I'd love to hear a little bit more. We've talked about maybe one time down. And there are also, also ups, I always say. One, maybe you could share with us one of your up, down, where you felt up, upwards, where you felt like the world is, you know, all under your control and you're on the top. <laughs> Um, honestly, uh, and it's it's interesting that I should say this, but that has been the last year. Much as we have been in the pandemic, I've had some great ups um, in the last year, possibly uh, one of my best years in business yet, um, just because of how much content consumption was happening. Um, so there was a lot of work that I was putting out. But also, um, just given the recent events in the U.S. and the focus on diversity, um, last year I was the recipient of two diversity uh, fellowships, one in editing, both in editing, in fact, actually. Um, and I've been able to receive a couple of uh, awards and recognition from the local press clubs, which honestly for me, coming from where I did in 2006 um, and the few lows that I've had in business um, is one of definitely one of the highs that I had last year and feels really good to be validated for the work that you're doing to have that recognition. Uh, congratulations. Nothing more Thank than you. a peer to peer uh... Absolutely. To show that uh, they value the work that you do. That's awesome. That's amazing to hear. And congratulations on that. Did you have to do that virtually? I'm assuming. <laughs> yes, everything was virtual. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> so the good news also, people, when it's virtually, at least you could capture it uh, because it's recorded somehow most of the time. Where when you're in person, sometimes you even forget to take a photo of. Uh, that's very true. <laughs> so that's great. Well, thanks for sharing that. What a what a what an amazing uh, two outcomes to come in such a pandemic and a crazy time in a way. Mm-hmm, absolutely, yeah. It was it's definitely a high for me. So. One of the things I learned through the discussion with a lots of wonderful entrepreneurs uh, like you is that a lot of times these things come from because of a personal story or a personal journey. And it sounds like that that was the case with you. And looking back today at what you know, it's hard to go back and imagine what advice you would give yourself back then because you probably don't have the context, you don't have the experience, you don't have the wisdom that you have today to have it then. But if you were to go back and to say something that you hope that the person would listen to, that's Roxana younger self or someone that's starting today, what would that be? What would you tell them? Um, it's actually uh, advice that someone else gave me when when I was when I was struggling a few years later in trying to make my mark as a writer and editor. Um, and I think if I'd known that a little earlier, it would have helped in the journey that that little starting trouble that you have sometimes. Um, and I definitely wish someone told me that before, uh, but it is to take cues from your environment. Um, and I think a lot of times we are so pigeonholed into what we want to do as entrepreneurs. We're not looking at what people are telling us to do. And it's not always wrong. Sometimes this criticism, but you can use that very well to your advantage. Um, and I did not realize that was something I could do. I, I was so, so bent upon. I have to come to this country. I have to find a job. It is going to be in this area. I did not ever think that entrepreneurship was an option. <laughs> that was a learning experience. And I didn't know what kind of entrepreneur I would be. To me, an entrepreneur was someone that had a brick and mortar store and sold products. I did not think I could have a service oriented business that was done entirely online. Um, these are all things that I kind of, like I said in the beginning, tweaked and fine tuned over time to figure out where my niche is going to be. And eventually it's come to this point, but I did wish that someone told me that earlier. So definitely take cues from your environment. It, you might have a great idea, but sometimes the, the other inputs that you're getting from people around you, um, that might be really helpful in making you really, truly like streamline what you're offering in terms of product and service. Love it. So you're saying the cue of making sure that you're listening to what people are saying or not saying to you mm-hmm. and learning from it. Because yeah. that's a great insight because a lot of times entrepreneurs being one, sometimes you might ignore what you're hearing or you might think that you know better. The reality is maybe you do, but maybe it's not a fit for you based on what the environment that you're in or the customers that you're talking to or something has to change for that to click. That's great. Absolutely. Thanks for sharing that. Well, clearly we can keep you here all day to discuss more. Uh, I know that you have a few more things to do and I appreciate you making the time. Thank you so much for being with us uh, today. Thank you so much for giving me your time. I appreciate it. Uh, and uh, for our listeners, thanks for tuning in. Uh, I'm your host, Fair Salami, and this is the FinGen Show. Thanks for being with us. Thank you.